0: Remembering Octavia. Content warnings for language, grief, death. Octavia, I miss you. You have no idea how much I mean that. I miss you with every atom and molecule in my body, and that's not even an exaggeration. This might be news to you, which is fair, I never told you. And that's on me that's going to change, right now. I'm gonna make it up to you and this, this is me making it up to you. Buckle in. Let's start with death. It's so strange. For some it's horrific, you know? Some people witness death, actually witness death. Accidents, terrorism, natural causes, murders. How do they keep on going? I've been lucky real lucky. When someone I've known dies, it's always been a one day they're there, and then one day they're not, kind of deal. There was a point when I saw someone last. A point where I didn't know that that would be our last moment together. A point where I said something like, see you tomorrow. But that would turn out to be a lie. I wouldn't be seeing them again. It was kind of like that with you, Octavia. One day you were there, where you always were, waiting for me, and the next you weren't. I can feel your absence in the air, and... I don't like it. You were there for me when no one else could be bothered. It was novel, and I clung to that. You were there at my painful new beginning. When I first moved in after everything that happened, you were the first face that this face saw. You were the presence that I needed at that moment, and from then on I grew to depend on you. Kind of unhealthy, given everything, but you were more important to me than family, than friends, because you were there, and they weren't. I remember our first moment together, the one in the lift. I remember that I was crying, soaked hair to toe in rain, tears hidden by the entire wetness of me. I remember the bin bags in my hands and how I clutched to them. I acted like I was carrying pearls. But I wasn't. Those bags were filled with nothing. Creased up dresses, scratched discs and bent paperbacks. All replaceable. All things I would have happily chucked away if it meant I'd get another hour with you. I would do anything to get another hour with you. I'd gotten on the lift at the ground floor with my bags, having been abandoned by the taxi. It was just us in the lift, I didn't know that at the time, you were so quiet, and I thought I was alone. As the doors closed, I cried, bursting into tears like a bad pipe. Then I fell right onto those wet bin bags like some dead thing. They burst immediately, the nanosecond I applied my weight to them, Contents spilling everywhere you get what you pay for, and I couldn't afford anything better. I fell, and you watched, not saying a word, and you just let me let it out like you knew that I needed it. I'd boiled myself up so much over those last few terrible weeks. You didn't know about that back then, of course. I'd lost a job, a relationship, a place to sleep, a life, and chance at a family. If I hadn't burst then, if I hadn't had a time and place to cry, I would have had a complete kettle out. I remember how the lift moved then, and how I moved with it. I jerked and panicked at nothing, looking about like something wild. And that's when I first saw you. I remember that you watched me, like you did on all those other days. From your corner, I bet you saw it all. I bet you watched everyone who lived in our shitty flat complex. Curious. You must have witnessed a million drunken regrets, a thousand million out-of-key harmonies to the songs that played through the lift speakers, a thousand, thousand million deep and personal conversations. And I bet you never, ever judged. That's just who you were. That's what I came to love about you, what I came to need from you. You watched as I tried to rebuild my life with broken materials and rusty tools. You saw me each and every day shuffling out of that two-room chateau in unwashed clothes and no sleep, and you never said a word. You saw me desperately rehearse every interview answer, repeating them like mantras, and come back each and every time, red in the eyes, feeling defeated, embarrassed, hurt. And you never said a word. I'd look at you, look to you, and you'd always give me the best advice. Never be upset at the things you can't control. Be patient, be persistent. Show up fully, don't dwell. Don't be afraid to be afraid. That last one was my favourite. You were quickly becoming my best friend. I knew that you knew my name, but I'd never asked yours. Either way, I decided that you needed a name. All things worthy of respect need names. And so I named you Octavia. You can probably guess why. You were Octavia, then and now. And always. To be truthful, you were the highlight of a terrible year. For five months there was this constant support in my life when I had no one. You were the baseline. The thing I could know waking up would still be there. You helped heal me. You papered over the cracks, made me feel whole again, even for that ...relatively short time. You did all this for me, and... ...I never did anything back for you. Except, I guess... ...leaving you alone. You did all this for me, and then... ...you died. Fuck. I remember finding you, curled up in a corner of your web, all eight of those legs of yours pointing inwards, dangling like a black spot, like something caught. You looked... so fragile. I remember how much I cried, I remember the pain of it. I'd lost you. My best friend, my only friend in this stupid fucking city. You made me feel something that wasn't just despair. And that was everything to me. So, what now? What do I do next? I'm going to try to keep at getting myself a job. My savings won't last forever. I want to get out of here. I want to move to the country, to somewhere where the people there make you feel welcome, not alone. I want to be able to leave my windows wide open and let whatever wants to come through, come through. Maybe I'd meet another you, maybe. That'd be nice. I miss you, Octavia. Rest in peace, you little spider. Thanks for everything. This microsode was written by Matthew R. Wright, with editing by Tal Miner. It was narrated by Emma Laslett, and produced by Tal Miner. Matthew has a YouTube channel dark tree audio or one word where he posts full cast audio dramas on the regular check him out if you're a fan of black mirror and house of the crypt